Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, a podcast about video games, technology and anything else we can think of. As always, I am Nick and with me this week is YouTuber extraordinaire and all-round nice person because I can't think of a fancy intro this week. Daffa Paper Bag. Not a nice person, stop being nice about me, but yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> Can't take the compliment, can you? Can't. Um, I genuinely can't take compliments, but yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's yes. fine. How have you been? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, hmm. I had an okay day today. I got up early, and because there was Formula One on, but then I decided that I had to do some work for an assignment that's not due in for a month because I'm I'm clinically insane. Yeah. So yeah, that was fine. But I found, I found, I I got I like managed to scratch that itch in my brain and do what I needed to do. Yeah. So I'm ha- I've kind of put the little gremlin in my head at bay. <laughs> yeah, I hate I, think, I hate that gremlin. Yeah. It's like it's like if you don't do this, you won't get this done, and then you'll fail your degree, then you won't get a job. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah. I'm just glad I'm just glad someone else is like that because yeah, I'm really bad for it. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm a really organised person, but too far that yeah, I'm already thinking about assignments that are a month away when. Like, it's good to be like that, but not to the extent. Like, I didn't need to start it this weekend. <laughs> it's best to be like that, though. Yeah. But, um, anyway, we will, funny enough, we may well return to the topics of education and things, but I'll start with what I've been up to this last week. So, yeah, I've actually been a working university student again. I was back last week, but I didn't really count. I didn't have any lectures. But the nice thing for me this year is I actually got to pick what I got to study. Because last year I had zero choice of what I got to study. So now I'm actually picking areas that I like mm-hmm. and are super interesting. And there's actually some areas where I, it's stuff I've studied before, so it's all sort of coming back to me, even to the point where I feel bad that I chucked out some of my old A-level work. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the sad downside of being a busy uni student is I haven't actually turned my PlayStation 4 on all week. Yeah. But I should clarify, that's not because I've been busy, but it's more because I don't have anything to play. Like, I'm, wait- I'm waiting on Doom Raider. I feel like it's not going to be too long until that comes. I've been playing Peckle on my phone, as always. That's surprisingly addictive. I like the five live system, because it means you can have a bit of a go in like ten minutes and then you're done. Like, I managed to complete a level I've been stuck on for ages while sitting waiting for a lecture. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, my petition, which I started out last week, which I mentioned last week, is going well. We're at, I think, we're about 450 signatures, Good. which sounds like a lot, but it's also a bit of a shame, because that's nowhere close to where we need to be. I'm sort of... I've, I'm hoping... I get replies to a lot of things I'm sending out, but so fingers crossed. And the thing that annoyed me a bit slightly this week is just this morning there was an article that was basically covering very similar ground on the BBC website. I was like, I emailed the BBC about this. Did they decide to write an article and just not include me in it? <laughs> so thanks for that, BBC. <laughs> um, one in, one very minor thing that made me laugh is I bought some clo- I bought some clothes in the last couple of days. I bought myself a new hoodie. And I'd not heard of them before. The, the brand is called Epona. It's got nothing to do with video games. It's not a gaming hoodie, but I, it just made me smile when it's called Epona. Yeah. Um, I've also been watching a lot of uh, Daredevil, which is a, a Netflix Marvel show, which mm. out and out is a fantastic show. If you've got, like... I don't... The, and the nice thing is you don't have to be, like, that much of a Marvel fan, because, like, mm. literally... Because the whole kind of point is it's set in New York after the sort of the first Avengers film when yeah. there's been sort of loads of damage... But, like, it's almost joked of in the first episode that, like, they barely talk about it. They just call it, like, the incident mm-hmm. and move on. And, like, there's, like, 
a couple bits of dialogue in the first like five episodes that are subtle references that it doesn't matter if you don't know. But one of the things I think is most interesting is it's very violent and things, but I think it does that. It that works really well. Yeah. Like it got me thinking. Like Game of Thrones is really really violent, mm-hmm. but I sometimes think it doesn't add anything. It just kind of is there for almost the sake of it because it's like we're HBO, we can do what we like. Well, that, Whereas and this it's set like and it's supposed to be set. Like yeah. realistically it's set in medieval times of where like wars and stuff would crop up so it's completely normal for that to be there yeah and then in Daredevil I think it's interesting because like it just makes all the fight the fighting feel so much more realistic like if you watch how they choreograph some of the fights mm-hmm. it's really interesting because it's not like the sort of standard Hollywood sort of pseudo kung fu that you see, mm-hmm. where like people will fight for like half an hour and it barely seems like it. Like you'll see over the course of the fight, like that they're the people involved are tiring out yeah. and like they're throwing sluggish punches and things. And yeah, it's stuff like that. And it's it's such a good show in so many aspects. So if I haven't already recommend haven't already watched it, then I would definitely recommend it. Uh, there's yeah. two seasons currently on Netflix. And lastly, I've got a bone to pick with you, Dapper. <laughs> I need. I only said Mrs., but then I thought that would sound strange. Um, so anyone who's listened... I didn't know about this. Uh, Daffa, Daffy, Daffa, Daffy? Daffa may well have told me this beforehand, but I've forgotten. But in uh, the latest episode of the One Track Gamers podcast, episode 91, Daffa sent in a question to uh, Amanda, one of their team, asking, out, out of myself and uh, John of the One Track Gamers, who would Amanda like to push off a cliff? Which is, that's, a, that's a lovely question there, Daffa. Nice to know you really are. You really respect me. And, uh... <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I, I don't even want to know the thought process of how you got there. I just thought, hmm. I, should, I was actually, I was going to do a would you rather, would you rather yeah. like a snog. Um, I was going to do like a kind of snog, marry, avoid thing, but then I was just like, yeah. she's married to one of them. She's married yeah. to Corey. That would be a bit awkward. That might cause a little bit of trouble. So I was just yeah. like, I know what I'll do. I'll just uh, ask her if she would rather kill John or kill <laughs> Nick. Yep. That was my exact thought process. Yeah, and I was I like, won't, plus um... annoy Nick. And like... <laughs> it did? <laughs> He'll be yeah. like, what the fuck? I was actually yeah, expecting and... a message saying, you bitch. I was tempted, but I thought I'd leave it until now. But yeah, I'm not going to spoil sort of how that's resolved. I would recommend listening to uh, their latest episode, episode 91, this week. Mm-hmm. Their uh, community section in general is quite interesting. They finally realised that I can be incredibly passive-aggressive. <laughs> it's funny. Because it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Daffa, what have you been up to? You seem busy. Uh, oh, okay. God. So, I've been... At uni for about three, four weeks now. Back Nerd. at uni. And oh my god, fuck my life. Like, <laughs> like, I've never had so much work to do and so little time to do it. And it's like, like, I don't get me wrong, I've like done my work and I've still got more yeah. to do. But it's just like, Jesus, just give me like a day. I actually had to take like a day just to kind of. <laughs> Yeah. Refresh myself and kind of like get over it because I wasn't feeling too great. And uh, yeah. I also yeah. became a mod for a partner Twitch stream, which kind of become relevant in one of the news stories later. And Ooh, um, yeah, I was, did play a little bit of Overwatch, not as much as what I usually do. I also started planning my trip to Ireland 
because I'm flying think, over yeah. to see Flywheel. You need to bring lots of potatoes, remember? Potatoes. <laughs> He's gonna fucking kill me. Like, I actually I went through like a whole day yesterday without making a joke to him. <laughs> that, that 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 is that is an achievement. <laughs> and now I've, I've kind of shattered. <laughs> Well, it's fine. Maybe you want to listen to this, or like his 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 device of listening will cut out at the exact moment you make the jokes. So you'll never know. I also that's that's probably made me sound really racist. Like I'm, it, it's it's a running joke between us all. It's fine. He is and you got to remember that Dapper is also Scottish, so yeah. casual racism for them is like... Casual racism for like Scottish people is kind of like a, hey, you're my friend, fuck you kind of thing. Yep. It's kind of like a slap on the back. It's like, I give Nick shit for being English all the time. So much. <laughs> so. Oh, it hurts. I'm, I'm not actually, I don't hate Irish people or English people. I'm not racist. So, well. Yeah. But. <laughs> I've just dug myself a hole. Yep, <laughs> so, I would move on. Move on. Yeah, so um, I've also been watching a lot of Orange is the New Black, and I watched a lot of it, and I mean a lot. I think I watched, like, spent about six or seven hours watching it, and by, like, there was at one point where I was just like, oh my god, I feel like I'm trapped, I need to get out, and yeah. I feel so isolated, and it was because it's shot. You very rarely see them, like, leaving the prison. So you very rarely see, like, external shots of the prison. It's all majority. That, 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 does, t- that does tend to happen with prison. I know, they don't normally I know. let you out. I know, but, like, it's because, like, it just feels so isolating watching it because you feel like you're there and in that situation with them. And I, yeah. I never want to go to prison. Fuck that. <laughs> no way. I'm not going. Screw that. I'm going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, Basically. I can say, to be fair, most people don't aspire to yeah. go to prison. Um, I also came up with an awesome idea with a friend for a Netflix series, and we're kind of... I'm, I'm sitting mulling over the idea right now. Um, okay. I also pitched a documentary to my class, and the documentary, I think I mentioned it last week, is about YouTubers. It's kind of... Yeah. The sub-story of it has kind of changed. Like, it was supposed to be observational, but now it's, like, kind of following my journey. Okay. And so I'm going to be presenting it, which is going to be... Oh, my God. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also found out that my... Um, Flywheel hates my Tracer impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> We're, oh, uh, I'm... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to jump back to this, but there's something that I think will make you laugh. I re- I realised how much this kind of podcast has invaded my uh, brain a bit. Mm. I, I I study uh, U- uh, United States politics, mm. and there was like an explanation of what we're going to be doing in some of the modules. And one of the things was like the title was like investigate, like investigating the presidency colon GWB, and it obviously means George W. Bush. But I looked at it and I was like, yes. So on brand, and then I thought, yeah, it would have been so good, and then George Bush had to go and ruin it. GWB. That might have to be the episode title. George Bush ruined it. George Bush ruined it. Screw you, Bush. Yeah, I kind of feel if we maybe maybe he needs some more press now. Anyway, sorry, interjecting. Stealing our name. Okay, coming into our country and stealing all of our stealing our name. Oh god. Uh, 
That's funny though. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah, anything else? Oh no, you you finished. Yeah, I finished. But yes, we actually have lots of news this week because no one's actually brought it up, but we ourselves have noticed that um our last couple of episodes have been a bit shorter than normal. Like we don't norm we don't really have like a set time, but we like to hit about an hour. And the last couple of weeks they've been about forty minutes. So we decided that um yeah, there's gonna be more news this week. Our uh, discussion topic this week isn't really game related and it's a lot broader. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and we'll start with I think an amusing and also kind of a sad bit of news that it's got to this point, that in the UK, uh, No Man's Sky is now being investigated by the Advertising Standard Agency for, mis- for giving out misleading information. Mm-hmm. Basically, the argument is that trailers that and images uh, shown of the game before it came out are so different to the final game that this actually counts as a breach of the law. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's quite staggering that, like, it kind of it started out as like a bit of a joke that No Man's Sky is not the game we expected. Sean Murray is the new Peter Molyneux and stuff, but it's now reached a point where it's actually becoming a legal issue. Yeah, I actually forgot this existed. Yep. What the game or the advertising standards agency Both. or what? No, but uh, like it's really bad for me to forget that because that that can that could lead me into a lot of trouble. But, yes. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised yeah. because it is a completely different yeah. game. They were saying that you could see different, completely different things on each planet, mm. and that no planet yeah. would look the same. When They to... fundamentally do. <sighs> it basic, A lot of the time it just feels like they're like palette swapping. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's problematic. My... I feel like all the planets did look a bit the same. It was like the same yeah. shit on each planet. It was just like the creature might have a different might have a plant for a face or might have a butt for the face. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know you were in the game. No, I I was in the game. I was based on, one of the characters was based on me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But yeah, like I think despite all the hoo ha that's gone on with that game, like I, I still maintain my position of it's not a terrible game, like it has enjoyable yeah. aspects. But yeah, it's a bit bit of a shame. Like I feel like I mean, we've said this before. If Sony hadn't bigged up, it would have been a better game. Yes, yes. I think that's one of those games because I think you kind of get the impression that I can almost imagine sort of Hello Games, sort of it being like I don't know, twenty of them in an office, Mm -hmm. just happily working away, and then they get an email saying, "Hey, do you want to be on the stage at E3?" And then just like it's difficult to kind of like react to that and like work out what you need to do so I'm kind of not surprised and I almost feel bad for them but yeah I think they were kind of unfairly shoved into the limelight and obviously yeah. this is now what's happened that they've now become a bit of a joke which is unfair because like I think you still have to appreciate what that studio did and what yeah. that studio tried like they it's... tried some really advanced stuff like yeah yeah I mean I hadn't seen procedural generation being Tried to that scale since, like you know, the early days of Skyrim, and I mean, like the really early yeah. days of where, like, literally you you were like it was like completely flat, and like you were literally just walking in a straight line, and everything was being like yeah. generated around you, mm. which in effect is what is happening in that game. It's just it's more three D now. Yeah, because yeah, like you can it's if if you play it, you can very obviously see when you go into land. Yeah. The, the world populating around in front of you but yeah yeah it's a bit of a shame like I think I kind of feel if that game would come out like five years ten years later it could be incredible yeah 
but perhaps not now. I kind of feel like they shouldn't be investigating Halo games. They should be investigating Sony. Or it. Yeah, but it's Sony will 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 argue rightly or wrongly. Well, we didn't make the game; we just chose to promote it. Yeah, you chose like, to promote it, the... but you promoted it in the wrong way. You said yeah, that it's... there were things in it that weren't there. It's. I think it's a grey area. I think you could argue both parties are equally at fault. I feel um, like Hello yeah. Games should speak out more about it. And... Yeah, I think I think it, it it's it's not the best thing that yeah. they've disappeared off the internet sort of like their social media's been quiet ever since kind of like the tide turned it's kind of like Which is... the kid that gets bullied in the school and they feel so bad that they switch everything off and then yeah. it amounts up so that when they come back because they will probably yeah. eventually come back they'll have all of this shit to go through yeah i kind of like what i would i'd be perfectly happy if like like they stay silent, but then eventually, like they just like quietly like post a blog post and just be like, "Yeah, we appreciate that mistakes were made." Like I'm not even I'm not like looking for an apology. I would just at least like them to at least appreciate that I think a lot of people do have a point, yeah. and it's taught I think not just them but people generally that we have to be careful of our expectations and what we see. But uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, like I said, it's an it's an interesting culmination in what was kind of almost just a meme about like aha it's like the most misleading games company in the world and it's kind of it's come to this it's like that game when it was being shown split people 50 50 down the middle oh definitely yeah there was people who were and saying think... no it's going to be shit it's going to be one of yeah. those things that'll last five minutes and then there was other and people saying it came... it's going to be amazing yeah and even when it came out there were a lot of people like asking the question like what's the point and it was kind of like well that's not it's not as easy as that like some games, yeah, it's very linear. You have like a story, save the world or whatever. Whereas other more abstract things, it's a bit more. The game is what you make it. It's kind of like Minecraft in that context. Yeah, yeah. It's what you make it. But Definitely. Minecraft didn't pretend to be something that it wasn't. That's why it's done no. so well. And I feel like if they had, you know, laid under, and I know that like going onto E three is like the biggest opportunity that you could get. Yeah. And so many people were riding that hype train. And I think that's what people yeah. need to stop doing, is stop riding hype trains, because that yeah. is just setting people up for a fall. Mm. And I feel like well, yeah, the, the media focuses yeah. and feeds on that as well. Yeah, exactly. I've spoken in the past that, like, I think... The, I almost wish we could revert back to uh, sort of what it used to be, like five ten years ago where like you didn't have people like on twitter and stuff constantly giving you updates it would be a case of like a game might be mentioned in a gaming magazine and you might get say like five screenshots and you're not going to hear anything until a month later in the next issue yeah whereas nowadays because the stream of information is so constant yeah it's so much easier for hype to build and like you yeah it's i've talked i've talked about it before and i think like i'm not saying people can't have fun and people can't get excited like i i've said i've said in the past it's been quite nice I've been able to get excited about games mm-hmm. again because I've not been so busy. Yeah. But equally, like, yeah, it's you've got to be careful. It's like with the grand Theft, with like Rockstar and like what they're doing with potentially their next project, they haven't leaked any information on it. Not, uh, not really. There's well, if it's Red Dead Redemption yeah. Two, we 
they leaked a map of it, but like, yeah. They haven't given out too much detail on nope. everything. They kept it quite hush-hush. Same with the um, update, which is coming out next week. Yeah. Follow-up. And it's the same guy. It was Andy Chalk who wrote it. Um, like, they did that two weeks before it comes out. I feel like that's like the time where you build up excitement for a game. There's like yes. two or three weeks before the game's due to come out. Start the campaign. Go for it. Yeah. But too many I kind companies of, yeah. drag it out. I kind of think that's possibly what Nintendo is trying to do with the NX. Yeah. And that's why they're being deliberately cagey. So it's like when the Xbox and PS4 were like announced... Like it was, I felt exhausted. Even with No Man's Sky, I was exhausted hearing about it. Yeah. Because like, for like two, three years, people banged on and on and on and on and on. Now I'm banging on and on right now. But like, yep. I am. I was exhausted by the end of it. I was just like, please, just let this game come out and everyone will shut up about it. And people still yeah. haven't shut up about it. Yeah, for sadly not the right reasons. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so. I wouldn't. I, I'd be more accepting if people were excited because they're like, yeah, it's one mm-hmm. of the best games of the generation. Like people still talk about The Witcher Three, even though actually that game is like over a year old, just yeah. because it's so good. But uh, yeah, this uh, this next bit of news it deals with a, I think a huge topic that I think gaming as an industry doesn't always touch on. I think it's. I hope that it's a step in the correct direction to get some sort of lasting improvement. I don't know if you want to take this. Yeah, um, basically what's happening is Twitch, both Twitch and YouTube are taking action against sexism and abuse within the games industry. And this is because female gamers have been telling Newsbeat that they have been getting abuse on the sites on a regular basis. And basically, Twitch has said that the improvements are happening as fast as they can. And YouTube has always had this policy of harassment has no place on the platform. And they even have guidelines against it and stuff. And some of the messages that the girls have received, like, on those websites, like, they've sent messages saying that they're going to find them and they're going to rape them. They've sent them messages saying they're going to kill them. And it's just, like, it's really horrible. I mean, it's not just yeah. horrible for, like, girls. Like, there, there is some creepy girls on these websites too. too. So I hope, I kind of hope that it's not just, like, towards women. I kind of hope it's protecting everyone as a whole. Because, um, like, a lot of... They're, like, another thing is the fact that yeah, they're publishing this kind of work, which is good that they're, you know, standing up for women, but it's also kind of say, giving people the idea that these websites, you know, have these kind of people on it, and not everyone on these websites, yeah. on this website, is like that. I'm not like yeah. that. You're on the website. You're not like that. <laughs> yeah, I like, think, like, that's the, like, yeah, I'm not, the, obviously this is something that needs to be addressed, but I think, yeah, that is the downside yeah. that I think for a lot of people outside the sphere of gaming... Mm-hmm. They take the belief that that is then the majority of the community when yeah, that's not it's true. It's not true. And it's not even happening just in gaming, it's happening in sports, mm. music, film, and personally, from my experience, TV. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's really fucking bad. Like, I mean, like, I've had harassment on Twitch before, I'm not going to lie. And it was actually, it was on <laughs> that partnered streamer who just modded me. Um, 
happened on his stream. I was speaking on his stream and this guy was, you know, because I have an accent, got a bit overexcited yeah. and then started sending me really awful yeah. messages that I'd sent you screenshots of. And, Ooh, um, sadly, yes. I then t The way that you deal with it is like the most crucial thing. I yeah. then told the moderator who was there. Actually, no, he wasn't there. He was away. He wishes he was there, though. He was furious about it. And mm. I then told the streamer, and the streamer straight up banned him and, you know, apologised and yeah. dealt with it really well. And then I just blocked him. <laughs> a simple yeah, solution. It's... But sometimes when you have, particularly if you have really good SEO, like... yeah. It can be very easy for people to track you and to find you, and you have to be careful and I guess, ban them on different exactly. platforms. Yes, which I did do. Yeah. I found them and banned them on different platforms, and yeah, it's fucking crazy. And then there was like, I'm on TV. I mean, they probably meant it as a joke, but it was still really offensive. It's yeah. basically. Sometimes, not all the time, there's a very, very small percentage. This only happened to me once. One person out of all the productions I've worked on, one person said this to me. So everyone else is fine. There's just this one in every yeah. few situations. Then said, there's a, basically implied that there's an easy option that if I slept my way into television, like, you know, I could get a career. Yeah, it's, he winked at me and said, "You know, you could always sleep your way in." And I was like, "I'm not sleeping with you." Yeah, and it's it was yeah. pretty fucking sleazy, and yeah. So I can see why Twitch and YouTube are doing what they're doing. Yes, I hope that they're also going to protect the guys because I've seen male streamers. Mm. There was a male streamer. I'm not going to name names. Um, who I watch. There was a girl who used to come into his stream. She was so fucking weird. And um, yeah, she literally used to phone his wife. Oof. Yeah, and tell that. Say really weird things to his wife. Yeah. And, I, yeah, yeah I, I, it's... I think fundamentally you're right. It needs to be protection on both sides. Mm -hmm. Because I almost think if it, if it becomes almost biased towards women... That would almost that almost create further problems. That, oh, that would really that would piss a lot of people off because then they would just be like, "Oh, those fucking feminists have won again." And like, there is a lot of yeah. stigma against feminists, and yeah, there is extreme cases who do go through the whole "I hate men," yada yada yada. Not all feminists yeah. are like that. I mean, like, I guess in a way, I might be classed as a feminist because I'm taken on stereotypically male-dominated industries. Industry, yeah. But, like, that's only a stereotype. It's not actually true. There's more female producers yes. than there is male. Yes. And, um... But, like, I support equal rights, so I guess I would say I'm more of a humanist. Mm. Yeah. But... I just hope that it's not just for women. I hope it's just... I hope it's, yes. like, all over the board, because... There's all... There's... I feel like society is in this really tense phase of where everyone is like so tense. You can't say this. You can't say that. You can't say this. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I know. I know what you mean. Mm. And like, yeah, obviously there needs to be lines, and we yeah. we should we should all be careful about 
what we say and obviously who we say it to be. I I do agree with you that it seems yeah. to be sort of this hypersensitivity when it's like, well, no, if you actually look at what I've what I've said, like I'm obviously like there'll be situations where people will take what you've said to mean something else, and you have to just be like, well, no, I didn't mean that at all. Yeah, it's you that has taken that in that context approach. Yeah. But yeah, so just to sum up, really, obviously, like we said, it's it's great that steps are being taken, and we hope that this is sort of the start of what will be a long and difficult process to both improve conditions in uh, the game's community for men and women, and also kind of tr- uh, translate to people outside the sphere that it's 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 actually a great community to be in, and there is sort of a sense of sort of like a unified sense of sort of camaraderie. Yeah. I mean, like, I will uh, admit there is some women on those websites that really don't help the situation. mm. So, like, you get streamers who, I'm not going to name names, who do certain things that will, like, cause people to say sexist things. And because they get away with it in that stream, they think they can say it across the board kind of thing. Yes. That is kind of where I think the main problem lies. They need to contact... All of these streamers who are, you know, allowing it. Yes. Say, look, you're being an asshole. <laughs> like, mm. it's not just you who's on this site. There's other girls who genuinely are good at games and yep. don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I don't show my face. Like, I don't show my face because I know that I'm going to get shit for the way that I look. Because of, like, these other streamers, and I'm not going to name names, but, like, I don't want a guy coming into my stream and making a comment about my tits. Yeah. Or a girl coming into my stream and making a comment about my tits. Like, and it's it's really fucking annoying. <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of glad that it's... they're doing something about it. And I'm just, like, yeah. venting absolutely everything that's been pissing me off for the past year. <laughs> Uh, it's it's fine. It's yeah. it's good to do it. Um, uh, but yeah, moving on to our next piece of news. Yeah. Uh, this comes from rumors that first appeared on NeoGaf and, and uh, Kotaku have also picked these up and confirmed them that uh, what, what what's being known currently as Destiny Two, mm-hmm. no doubt if it ever gets made, it'll have a different name, is actually being considered for a PC release. Yeah. Which is obviously interesting with Destiny being sort of one of Xbox's biggest sort of exclusive games that's done a great deal for the console and Microsoft mm-hmm. generally. It's quite and obviously while the, while there is obviously relationships between obviously Microsoft's gaming division and its computing division, the, the existence of a PC version is interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so at the moment it is just it's it's rumours. Often things like this have a habit of coming true, like more and more these days. You'll see things get rumoured on forums and things, and they come true. So that's just something we will uh, keep an eye on, and if we hear more information about it, we will definitely let you, the listeners, know. Uh, Yeah. Next up, there was an interesting uh, study undertaken looking at uh, what sort of... uh, how different users of different consoles, how much time they spend gaming, and they found that actually Xbox One users spend the most time gaming... Uh, out of a out of a pool of about eighteen thousand people, they found that on average Xbox One users uh, spent around two and a half hours, I believe it was a week or a day, yeah, uh, each day uh, gaming, and then PS4 is slightly behind this at uh, two and a quarter hours. Yeah, so it's only fifteen. Which minutes. is, yeah, I kind like it's a it's relatively interesting information. The only thing that really struck me is that I'm right in thinking the PS4 has slightly outsold the Xbox One. Yeah. 
So, but then I suppose it's down to who they ask. Yeah, I mean, they only asked 17,990 people. It could yeah. just happen to be that they picked casual players. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think if they like looked into, like I guess, more competitive markets, they would have gotten different yeah. results. But they were clearly just looking at the casual market, in my yeah. opinion. That's... Mm, that's still that's that's a pretty good sample size yeah. though. It's like, pretty decent, fair, because, but I just don't feel yeah. like they have a broader. Yeah. Enough. But, yeah, and they also mm. went in for Nintendo Wii U users as well. And... What all five of them? Oh, that's not an old joke <laughs> at all. That's no. not even strictly accurate. <laughs> I've seen like a ton of streamers stream Wii U yeah. games. There are some yeah. decent Wii U games. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think it's just. I think. Nintendo sort of shot themselves in the foot a bit with the Wii being so successful. The thing is, is actually Wii U users came second. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah. They did. And PlayStation 4 users came third. Came third. How long do you think yeah. you spend playing games in a day? Ooh, it, I don't have an... I don't... I couldn't say. Because it really does yeah. depend, like... I can be a case of if I'm not busy and if I've got, say, lots of podcasts to listen yeah. to... I'll happily. I could be playing for like three, four hours, yeah, and it not. But yeah, but it's more difficult. Like if I was, like, if I, if I'm busy, but I decide right mm-hmm. this evening I'm gonna play some games. Mm-hmm. I probably play for about two hours. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably. Well, see, yeah. yeah, it can depend on what you're playing. But I'd say I normally like in most occasions don't spend more than that. Because yeah. something like even if you, even if you're super interested in the game, like if you stare at a screen for long enough, you. You get tired and your yeah. and your vision can go a bit funny. So yeah, I think that's probably about right for me. I mean, during the summer, I played a lot more over yeah Overwatch <laughs> than what I did yeah. um, in comparison to now. It's so, like now mm. I'm banging out about two hours a night if that if I can even be bothered. If I'm like usually when my yeah. friends are on, I'm asleep. Um, yeah. So it's like I'm too tired. Like last night. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so. just a annoying fact of life, and that's some that's a issue we might return to a bit later. Yeah. But um, this next article it's an interesting thing, and we'll obviously link to it. But the uh, headline suggests whether Mafia Three, which is I believe due out next week, mm-hmm. uh, made by Two K, who also make Bioshock, I believe. Uh, they uh, the headline the article argues that it could be the best open world game of this generation. Now, uh, I don't have any experience with the series, so while I've looked through the article, I can't really comment on it. However, what it got me thinking was, is like, I think this last generation and sort of the tail end of the previous generation has been the open world generation. And I kind of think, like, where else can can it go? Because, like, think about it. These are generations where we've had... We've had Witcher, we've had... GTA V. We've had GTA, we've had... I had more lined up, like things like Mad Max. Yeah, that wasn't that good, actually, um, but yeah. I, I know, I know, but... And, like, obviously, you saw Uncharted, one of the most famously linear franchises mm-hmm. in the world, try and go a bit more open world, and it's like... It seems to be the thing, and it's kind of like uh, Watch Dogs 2, and also Watch Dogs 1, to a lesser extent, Assassin's Creed, like... Yeah. These are huge, massive games, and you think, like... People wouldn't make it, like, there's, like... Clearly, it's a format that works, and I kind of think, where else can the franchise go, the genre go... For another game like Mafia Three or whoever it turned out to be, to say this is the new sort of peak for open world games, because yeah. I think most people would argue currently that's the title properly held by The Witcher. The only thing that but, they could uh, do is bring a good story. That's it. 
Yeah. Yeah, Which I is, think... I mean, if you look at The Witcher, the open world aspect of it, yeah, it's cool, but it's fairly generic. Whereas, like, yeah. the story was so good and yeah. you were so invested in it. Yeah, I think the main thing is, yeah, the main story yeah. quests is good. But when it's like, when the sort of little side stories they're having, like the side quests of like, oh, my brother's disappeared, can you save him? Are less interesting. Yeah, it's like, no one gives a, a shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a couple... There's a couple of, I think, ones that stand out, like minor spoilers, like I'll try and keep it vague, but there's one where, like, you can go to this village and you can either say, like, do you want me to kill this creature that's tormenting the village? Or, like, do you want to just, like, leave it alone and sort of, I think it's, like, pray and sort of think it's okay. And it's like, so they're interesting things like that, but, yeah, on the whole, while it certainly has more fleshed outside content, it is lacking in story elements, I think. Sometimes I just use really used to just want to ride without like having to like get into combat because I would just want to get from me yes. and then things would just jump out and I'd be like oh go and just fuck off for yeah. five minutes I've just spent yeah, uh... fucking thirty seconds killing your brother and sister and now like there's another group of you it's like fucking yeah. hell go away yeah I think as with all RPGs like. I'd almost argue they get more satisfying yeah. the more powerful you get. Because the early phases are never fun. Because it's like, most things can kill me. I can't carry enough. Yeah. So, yeah. it's And then, yeah. Whereas I'm at the point where, like, what I'm, what I'm doing in The Witcher now is just basically going to all the undiscovered locations. Yeah. And, like, I'm, like, level 35 now. And I've probably gone to probably, like, 30 of these locations. And I think about twice have I found creatures that have killed me or have put up a fight. Yeah. Whereas most of the time I'm just like one hit killing most things because I'm powerful enough to do it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the Witcher in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> but like, yeah. there's a point of where like there's certain points that I haven't been to the map because like I've tried to get there and it's just not happened. Like it's just yeah. been like I can't get to there because I have to be I have to do something else first, and I'm just yeah. like I haven't got the time to do that, and I'm just like oh go and just please. <laughs> Please. And yeah, there's loads of stuff in there's loads of stuff in Skellig that's not really yeah. worth doing. Like all the little island stuff just to explore them. It's like when you have to swim the equivalent of like a thousand steps. Yeah. You just literally you've got the joystick forward and it's like I, can I need to be listening to a I podcast or something. Fucking fell off the side of a building <laughs> in Skellig yeah. and I had to swim round the fucking island. Yeah. And oh my god, that took forever. Like no yeah. word of a lie. Doesn't also help that the platforming in that game is broken as all well. hell. Yeah, him jumping and him climbing, yeah. it, it annoys me a lot. I really yeah, there's one bit where there are multiple bits where I'm pretty sure you have to like glitch the game and break the physics to actually get to where you need to be. Mm. But it's otherwise that game is great. But yeah, yeah um, it has its issues. This next bit of news is for me quite not me well. I think this is an interesting and major bit of news, and it also helps reaffirm the fact that every week I say this is a technology podcast, so I'm going to prove it, is that everyone's favourite, no longer popular anymore, phone brand Blackberry is uh, exiting hardware manufacturing. Uh, what it will do now is focus on software development, yeah. uh, and it will outsource its phone manufacturer to other uh, manufacturers, which, to be honest, it already started doing, like the fancy uh, DTEC50 not actually very secure encrypted phone that they made was actually just a rebranded Alcatel phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm not entirely surprised this happened, but it's just a major thing. And when you look back of obviously 
pre-iPhone, BlackBerry was the king of kings yeah. and pretty unassailable. And even just as the iPhone came out, I would argue that amongst all people my age, a lot of people had a uh, BlackBerry 8520 because yeah. BlackBerry Messenger was like the greatest invention on the planet because this was like pre-WhatsApp. Yeah. Facebook Messenger wasn't really used. And then almost as soon as the iPhone came out, BlackBerry's been on the back foot. And even if and even if they stay in software development, I don't see it going anywhere because they seem to be transitioning to using Android anyway. Yeah. Like, there aren't many BlackBerry 10 devices running and I don't see them unless this shift leads to that the making I, like I don't see them existing much more at all like I think they've had their day I never liked Blackberry when it came out oh yeah I never owned one I owned a phone that was like an equivalent like same sort of design but yeah I don't know they did the right thing and I know why they were popular and I know obviously with businessmen and stuff they're very popular but it's just a bit of a shame it's just one of those things of like sort of a, a such a big name to have fallen yeah. so far in like say 15 years is quite incredible I liked it and I was like the buttons are so tiny how the hell are you? You get used to it, yeah. And you do get used to it, yeah. but like, I was looking at it and I was just like, no. And then like Steve Jobs like gave like a massive conference and it was just like, yeah, look at all these. They have buttons. Black. No one likes that shit. Fucking stylers. No yeah. one likes that shit. You lose them. And it was just like, here, your fingers a styler. Touch phone technology and basically that fucked them over big time slowly. Did. Yeah, I doubt if any of our listeners remember the BlackBerry Storm, I will give you a I will give you a, yeah. a virtual high five, which was their attempt to make an iPhone and failed tremendously. I can remember them trying to make touch <laughs> touch screens and oh my god, yeah, I, oof, not good. I think it was once like Apple and I guess Google slash Android came into the market, they were fucked. Yeah, basically. It's like, yeah, we did a thing. We instigated all this smartphone bullshit, but... Mm, well, it's yeah. difficult. Kind of. But anyway, yeah, just like I said, it's just, it's it's sad. It's just such a big name, having fallen so far. I guess it's like Atari, when you think about it. Yep. They instigated, they brought, like, gaming to, like, the house. The yeah, home, they, they nearly they, broke gaming completely. Yeah, they nearly sunk it, and Nintendo revived them. And it's taken another yep. company to do what they do. And they're so close to going under. Yes. <laughs> no. Wait, one in ten. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're, not, they're not close at all. <laughs> if you actually no, if you actually look at them from a financial perspective, many people have said like because of how po- like we don't see it over here, but they are so popular in the West that they, in the in Japan, sorry, that they could basically release like another couple Wii U equivalent consoles, and the company would be fine. Well, I'm just looking from, like, over here, realistically, because I don't know anything about yeah. Japan, but, like, over here, like, they're kind of, they might be fine in Japan, but, like, for the, like, guess, our culture, it's kind of, like, you know, we're yeah. growing and they're keeping their stuff, and I like the fact that they keep their stuff, don't get me wrong, I like yeah. the fact that they have stuck to what they are. And yeah. so many other yeah, companies it's... are trying to switch up things and change things, and it's really yeah. annoying. Like, yeah, it's 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 always reassuring that like if you pick up a new Nintendo console, mm-hmm. you'll probably get a Zelda, you'll get a Smash Brothers, you'll get a a Mario Kart. Yeah, and you it's get like a Super it's just, Mario I think it's... as well. Yeah, and it's just good to know that, yeah. and it's like, and it's not like they, like they yeah, and they try new things. Like I think there's some people that say, oh, Nintendo don't innovate. Well, I'd say, do. well, I don't think that's strictly true. They do, like, they've done a lot. They were the ones um, that, like, you, I think it was you that said they were the ones that tried to, they tried motion controls first. Yep, uh, the Wii predates, yep. 
both connect and uh, move. Yeah, which the, neither of them took off. <laughs> yeah, move is coming back sort of temporarily because of PSVR, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, and then this last bit of news is interesting because obviously, as people may or may not know, uh, Twitch was recently purchased by Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dapper, I don't know if you want to more fully explain yeah. this story. So basically, those who have Amazon Prime, you will now have access to Twitch Prime. And Twitch Prime is, I guess, like, it's pretty much just Amazon Prime for Twitch. Uh, pretty much what you're going to be getting is you'll get this cool little badge and you'll have a crown and it's blue and it's so cool. And I love the colour blue, okay? Uh, you get, like, free stuff for games, so it'll be... They call it loot, so it says claim your free loot. It's not free. Like, you're paying Amazon Prime in order to get it, so it's not technically free. But, yeah. like, you don't have to pay any extra. You also get um, a free subscription to a live stream each month. So you'll get a free channel subscription. So, for example, I've chosen to give mine to Synapse because he's a good guy for when it comes to animation and sound. So I I like yeah. his streams. I don't watch him enough to actually pay for him. <laughs> but, like, yes, which is why I gave him my subscription via Amazon Prime. And you also get some deals on games as well, which is pretty cool. I think they had one which is is kind of games that are targeted at streamers so like the one they have is kind of I didn't really look into it but it has audience interaction and I was interested in it but yeah and also the free loot that you give that you get you can actually give it away to friends and it'll work so that's good I gave like my hearthstone character to Flywheel, and I gave the paladins like bomb to my friend at uni. So yeah, so that at least that at least sort of solves the problem. Yeah. Of, oh, brilliant! I've won something I can't actually use or I've like, got before. So because I don't play paladins because I play Overwatch. So yeah, <laughs> it's like I mean I have no issue with it. I think it's pretty cool. But yep, that's fine. Each to each to their own. Yeah. Like. But I think it's really cool that they're doing this. A lot of people yeah. were pissed off by it because Amazon Prime. I think it's like. Seventy nine ninety nine a year. Yep. Which and the problem, yeah. It's cheaper than Netflix when you look at it. It is, but the weird thing is the people because obviously yeah, having next day delivery is is nice. Mm-hmm. I am someone that uses Amazon Prime, but the weird thing is it used to be for ages that yeah for ninety for a lot of things on Amazon you did have to pay delivery. Yeah. So Amazon like just even for standard things like even for not quick delivery, so Prime made sense. Yeah. But then in the last couple of years, like. You can get free delivery on everything if you're just willing to wait like three to five days. Yeah. So, yeah, Prime is less necessary. Like, I will say it's nice. It's nice to have. Like, I'm not going to deny that. I looked more but, into um, Amazon Prime, and they've got like a music streaming service. They've got yep. their programs. Like, it's for like yep. the package for what they're giving, especially with like the Twitch yes. Prime. That is quite a good deal for seventy nine ninety nine. Mm. When you think about it, it was. Yeah, it was quite funny though. I was ordering something recently. And uh, Amazon Prime was actually too fast, so I deliberately went for um, <laughs> uh, slow ordering because <laughs> it was it was going to arrive on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and our post office at uni doesn't op- I don't think it operates on the weekend, yeah. so I didn't want it being like sent back to the depot and me have to pick it up. So I was like, no, give it me slow delivery so it comes next week. Oh my god! I paid it tactically. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so yeah, that's a good thing. Um, 
Uh, do you have anything you want to add, or should we shift into our interesting, I hope, topic yes, for this week? shift into the topic. Yeah, so obviously anyone who listened to last week's show will know that uh, myself and Dapper, I'm denied for a while about, should we do like a special about university and education and sort of our experiences? And we sort of, what we decided to do instead, because we thought, well, we're fundamentally a gaming podcast, and we might somewhat alienate our audience yeah. if we say, right, we're not talking about games for a week, we're just going to do this. So what we decided to do instead... Uh, was this what we were going to do is for our topic was talk about sort of funny and interesting experiences uh, from our sort of educational lives and also we hope to give some advice to anyone that's sort of in a similar position to us gone off to university colleges and is perhaps slightly overwhelmed by the thing to be um, if we're being honest we did um, ask email out for feedback as well we didn't get any responses although I think we did do it slightly later in the week yeah. than normal because both myself and Dapper have had a very busy week. So just generally, you might see us not as active on social media and Discord yeah. as normal. We would always strive to like keep in contact with you because honestly, it's fun. Yeah. But equally, there might be times where like Dapper and I have switched our phones off because we have stuff to do. Yeah. So just we want to just uh, keep that in mind. So yeah, uh, Dapper, have you got any funny uh, educational experiences? I've got a few. Uh, oh yeah, I have one in high school. Oh my god, okay. this is so funny. Basically in yeah. high school, like, I just... It was my first... I think it, it was first year in high school. And I used to have French. I absolutely adored my French teacher. He was so nice. And, like, I was, like, that quiet, awkward, like, nerdy kid. Oh back. god. And, um... Yes. Like, <laughs> someone had been swinging in the chair, like, before I was. Before I was yep. sitting in it. And, like, they had busted, like, one side of it. And behind us there was yep. like a row of computers which were had desks that were attached to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> basically oh, I, I leant back. I, didn't, I wasn't even swinging. I leant back in my seat stretched and all I remember is flying the motion of flying backwards my legs going flying up in the air and me ending up being under the desk somehow. <laughs> and I got up yep. I was like I wasn't swinging. What the fuck happened? And the chair had like uh. given way, broke off, and like literally, it was really weird because like a guy that I used to like was sitting in front of me, so he just turned to see like oh, my legs sticking up in the air, and I was just like, I think I was I was wearing a skirt at the same time, so it was like, Ooh, oh harrowing my sights. god, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Oh, I've got I've got loads of crazy silly school experiences. I will regale you with I'll go with three. Um, I'm counting them as educational ones because they happened at school. One was the time that during a, a P lesson, I managed to barrel roll in the wheelchair. This was an achievement. Yeah, because as a joke, someone was pushing me at full pelt, and what he was going to do was like basically point me at someone else and at the last moment turn away but turn so sharply that he lost control <laughs> so he went flying oh my yes. god that's hilarious yes uh, well, <laughs> there was the time when this was actually quite recent um, it was a, it was a school trip uh, I think we went to see a play or something and I, I'd got a ta- I'd got a taxi uh, to or from the theatre and it was me a teacher and a friend of mine mm. And obviously, I got into the taxi, and when I'm in a black cab, I'm pretty much wedged in, but I normally have to, like, hold on to the bars, because sort of the lateral movement of the taxi means I, even with the brakes on, I could fall over. And basically, as we pulled away, I tipped completely back and screamed, fuck, with a teacher in the taxi with me. (laughs) 
which wasn't... She didn't really mind, but I feel bad about that. And then um, the last one is when I managed to make the quite a lot of members of staff feel very awkward by successfully campaigning to win the award for best legs <laughs> in my year. I remember you telling me that. So much so, and I only discovered this recently, that the school actually phoned my mum to check if she'd, if I and her would be okay with me getting this award. <laughs> it's the best. And I have brilliant. it to this day. It's a, it's a, it's a little plastic medal. I still have it. <laughs> I still find that hilarious that you managed to do that. And then they would have felt it, so bad and felt like they were discriminating against you. It was only because it was just a thing of like, literally, like one of my friends suggested it as a joke. So we just like, obviously the way just things spread in school, we yeah. just got it round the entire year. And yeah, I won it. And I was like, yes. It's <laughs> brilliant. So worth it. And no, uh, like school, I can never... I don't have many good experiences in school. No. Like, at all. Like, most of it was really bad. Yeah. I don't have too many bad ones, but, like, a lot of it just doesn't stick in my head that I much. I have so many bad ones. Like, I could write Apart from the time I lashed... Apart from the time I used four people to physically pull me around. That was fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Please tell me you had, like... For five kilometres. Please tell me you had, like, ish. leads or something on them. Please tell me... Oh, uh, yeah, it was. It was... It, well, it was a... Well... We weren't using rope, I think, because we, we needed something with a bit of elastic in. I think we were using, like, some stretchy material of some sort. It worked brilliantly until um, one of the wheels on my wheelchair basically sort of delaminated and came apart. <laughs> I, I think, and this is a theory, I've been thinking about this for years, is that part of the course was on a cricket pitch. And, you know, cricket pitches have uh, a, a, a ring of rope run around the end. Yeah. We were going quite fast. I think we clipped the ro- the rope, which jolted the wheel into the air, and as it hit the ground, the just the actual tire came away from the rim. Oh my god! But yeah, the biggest disappointment was the fact that um, I'd managed to overtake. This was in the middle of summer. It was probably a twenty five degree day. At the start of the race, I'd managed to overtake my history teacher, who was in complete hockey gear, so it was nearly melting. And then only when I got stopped by my catastrophic injury did I get re-overtaken, and that was the worst moment. <laughs> I didn't even care that the wheelchair was broken on the fact that I got overtaken by my history teacher when he should have been dead. <laughs> he should have died. The amount of clothes he was wearing and the, how hot that day was, he should have died. <laughs> so you're more upset at the fact that he didn't die. But I got over... I got over <laughs> no, I'm more, no, I'm more upset that I got overtaken by him because he was moving so slowly because he was so hot. <laughs> That's my bigger problem. That's so funny. So yeah, that's some amusing anecdotes from me. I'm sure I have plenty more if anyone wants to hear them. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and I think we wanted to move on, kind of just say, do we have any advice for people in situations such as us? Maybe going to university. Either you've just started this September, or yeah, or, yeah this September just gone, or you're just coming back and it's it's an adjustment. Or you're moving and, yeah, I think into it next year or whatever. Yes, yeah. If if you're in that in that position, because um. I suppose that's an that's an interesting point for me because I will say is uh, when I had my my mock exams in my first year of sixth form, so before I'd actually done any formal exams, uh, I didn't get the best grades in the world, and I did have a bit of a moment where I was like, I'd naturally assumed sort of like secondary school, sixth form, university, that was just how it was going to go, and then by the looks of my grades, it was like, well, I might struggle to get into university at all, mm-hmm. and then luckily, luckily, I was able to pull it back. But it's that's an interesting thing because obviously, like, just yeah, it's cliche. But yeah, if you work hard, you will do what you want to do. And obviously, look around at different universities, what they offer. Because obviously, 
you shouldn't like I, you shouldn't just go for a university because like they've got low entry requirements. Make sure you like the place. Yeah, it's like I I had a big thing that I didn't want to be in a really like urban place where it's just all like grey buildings and you never really see the world. Like I like my university now because there's a, there's some green open spaces. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel too isolated. Like my so university, a... which is placed in the middle of the city. Yeah, I'm not saying that's wrong, and I know a lot of people do enjoy that, but it's just like, have a look around, like go and look and see what you enjoy, because you have to appreciate the fact uh, that unless you live very locally, you're probably going to be there for nine months of a year. Yeah. It's going to become your home of sorts, so you really need to make sure you're comfortable there. Yeah. Um, I would also say if you're starting in your first year... Uh, take the opportunity that I think for in most universities, you whatever studies you do in your first year don't normally count towards your final degree. I want to stress that I'm not saying don't work hard. You should definitely work hard because it's it's brilliant preparation for helping you in later years. But also, it's also the good time to explore the social side of things. You're going to meet a hell of a lot of new people. And you should take yeah. the chance of when there's not as much pressure on you as there is will be in later years to take that chance and do things you wouldn't normally yeah. do. But equally, if you're coming into your second year or your third year and thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to like leave the library because I'm working all the time. Like that's not true. If you're just, if you're clever with your management of yeah. time, you make time to do things for yourself. Like that can be going out for a drink with your mates or sometimes that can just be having a quiet yeah. night in and having a good night's sleep. Like sometimes that's what you need and like, so, like, myself personally, I don't work, I don't normally work unless I have to in the evenings. I just make it that I work a lot in the day, and I decide the evenings are my time to do with as I yeah. wish. Yeah, it's like, I can remember when I first joined, because I went through a different way of getting to uni in comparison to you. Because you went from sixth mm-hmm. form or high school or whatever. Yes. Straight into uni. Whereas I, I completed high school, because, like, we don't have sixth form, we have just, like, six straight years of high school. Yeah. And then we can either go to university right after or we can go to college. And I decided, oh, I'm just going to take a year out to kind of figure out what the hell I want to do. So I took two years out, really. <laughs> and um, cause I left high school. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I took some time yeah. to just figure things out. And I was just like, I happened to just apply for like a course. Yeah, and I was just like... It was something like working in TV had always been in the back of my head. Like, oh, it'd be cool to be a director. Oh, it'd be cool to be a producer. Kind of thing. But I was just like, yeah, that's not really realistic kind of thing. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, I'll just apply for this course and just see how far I get. And um, I... I was like at the point at that point I was just so used to like courses and everything rejecting me that I just thought oh it'll be another rejection but at least I could say I tried and I went in and I showed them my stuff then I came in I was missing like my school grades because my mum had like moved them or something and I explained that to them and then I contacted my mum I was just like yeah you need to find these (laughs) for me because I have no idea where you put them and she found them and I went in the very next day and said, here's my stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, then I got in. Then I yeah. just kept getting into TV and film courses, yeah. and I ended up at uni. But I had done an HND, which is the equivalent of first the first two years of university in college. So we had, like, all these hands-on experience with, like, this lecture, and he was very hands-on with us. 
and you know got involved with us was like really interactive and like helped us and spent lots of time going through things with us whereas when I got to third year in uni I was kind of it was a massive culture shock jumping from like an environment of where people are helping you to an environment where you're supposed to help yourself yes for the first time like and it there were some people from my class there, but like none of my friends were there. Like, yeah. no lecturer that I knew was there. It was a completely new environment, so it was a. It takes me a lot of time to adjust to things like that. And yes, I struggled for about the first semester, and part mm. of the way through the second semester, and then I wasn't wanting to come back. And then all of a sudden I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go to the library and I'm just going to ignore like other people and just work. Yeah. And then, do you know what, I was fine. And do you know what I've been doing for like the past fucking three or four weeks? Sitting in the library, <laughs> partially ignoring people and, you know, yeah. just getting on with my work. And like the most, Im- yep. you're not, see a lot of people say, yeah, the socialising side of it is important. And I agree to an extent yeah. it is, but you are predominantly there to learn. And so long yeah. as you focus on your studies and don't leave it to the last minute, whatever you do. Yeah. If within like the third or fourth week you're not grasping the subject, tell the lecturer and they will go through it yeah. with you. It's their job to yeah. help you. Regardless, don't yeah. sit and do what I did and just struggle throughout the whole year. Exactly, like... If, yeah, if you would hope, and my university is like this as well, that it is that big thing of, like you say, don't expect their sort of help and the hands-on approach that you get used to, and even secondary school, even doing A-levels, because, like, looking back, people always say, like, oh, the jump from um, the end of high school to AS and A2 is bigger than the jump to first year to uni, but I think that's not strictly true, because... In ASMA two, you still get a lot of help. Uh, sort of help. However, I will say, like, yeah, it's a lot more independent at uni. But equally, you're not alone. Like, you can't like lecture. Like, it should. This is obviously this is going off my experience in my university. But lecturers don't mind if you email them and go like, like you can't email them going like, how do I write this? E-? Or like, what should I write in this essay? Mm-hmm. But you can go to them and be like, this is stuff I'm thinking about doing. Like, do you think it's appropriate? And they will talk to you, and they sh- and they should. They they work like, yeah. It's about learning for yourself, but also remember that you're not alone. Yeah. And um, one thing I wanted to touch on is that you touched on it is if you're having if you're unsure about um, the course you want to do, because I quite often find you either have people that have a very good idea of of what they want to do, so they'll take the course that does that. So, like, say, if you want to be a lawyer, you decide, right, uh, I'll just do a degree in law, and that's fine, and that's what they want to do, and they have a nice net track. Whereas some of the people are always unsure, and I would say if you're in that situation, study your degree in subjects you like, because you'll come out with very useful skills even from that. So, for example, I I chose to study history amongst other things, and, like, that doesn't nowadays your degree doesn't pigeonhole you into a career. No. Because I've chosen to do history, it doesn't mean I'm going to be... Like, I could do this, but it doesn't mean necessarily I have to work in a museum or be a historian, that it's nowadays because it gives you skills like essay writing and researching yeah. and source analysis. It allows you to go into places like journalism or whatever. So it's like... don't panic. So don't panic if you sometimes think, where is this degree leading job-wise? Mm. 
like that's a consideration of, of course but don't panic too much if you think I can't see a job at the end of this because I think you'd actually be surprised what you learn it's like over the course of like your a lot of people uh, who time. study anthropology end up doing documentaries and end up working in film and yeah. TV it's the same with engineering yep. a lot of people who study as engineers end up working in film and TV and the people who work in film and TV well, like, we can go across multiple different things. Although I wouldn't say that yes. for film, because I feel like the film degrees are a bit more oh, filled with bullshit. <laughs> like, and I'm going to get so much hate for saying that, but it's true, because you get the whole, oh, this is why the curtains in this shot are green. Like, whereas, like, TV, it's like, I guess they're more down to earth. I always feel like yes. film lecturers and like film students are kind of like, oh my god! There was a girl in my uni. Oh my god, she was such a basic bitch. Like, <laughs> oh my god, she's the kind of per- like I have nothing against vegans, right? I have nothing against oh feminists. God, this... I think you're digging a hole again. Like, do you know how you get those people who are just like, yeah, I only drink like soy lattes. And, yes, yes. Like, they don't do it for like health reasons. They just do it for the sake of doing it. And then they're yes. like all artsy and bullshitty. Oh yeah. That kind of person existed. Sector was twenty of them, and I was just like, I'm so glad I'm not on that course. And then like yeah. the journalists, they're they're okay. In our university, yep. but some of them, not all of them, some of them are a bit, you know, up themselves. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, it was really funny last year. I was so angry. A television station, right? Take this into consideration. Television station came in and were offering work experience opportunities to work in television production. Now, who would you say should have priority over that? As in what sort of students? Well, the the sort of film, TV, media sort of students. Yeah, right. So, this knob end, you can only (laughs) describe who was sitting behind me, says, oh, journalism students should get priority over this. And it's like, I'm sorry, do you even know how to set up a camera? Because judging by the rest of your class, which I seen in my class, they did not know shit about camera operation so no shut the fuck up i was so angry yeah and it was like i because like i come from like a university it's kind of it kind of rivals with edinburgh university because edinburgh university is where like all the toffs and the yeah you know rich kids and i guess like you know international People who can afford it go to. I put all of the top students from Edinburgh College applied, me included. We all got rejected. Top yeah. grade students all got rejected, um, and like it wasn't my first choice. My first choice was always Edinburgh Napier because it had, apart from the Conservatoire in Glasgow, like it has the best reputation within television in the television industry in Scotland and I was just like yeah I'm going to go there and it is I'm actually glad I went there because it is much our course is very much down to earth there's not 
the people who are on it are kind of real. They're not up their own arse as much. I mean, there is. Don't get me wrong. There is like one person who is up their own arse, but like they're very. Mm. I wouldn't say they're like me, but they're very realistic. Uh, yeah. They're nice people. Whereas, like, I just. They're, there seems to be a stigma amongst certain types of degrees of where it attracts certain types of people, particularly films. Yes. And it's like, I just. I just don't like the people who read too much into things. And film, mm. like film degrees yeah you do get some practical stuff and you do get script writing and stuff but I feel like there's too much analysing in it and that's why I didn't pick it and I don't like that but I also feel like I must defend my uh, position and say history students are not boring people I have seen history students do some properly mental things so we're not all boring people that live in museums that's just a stereotype though yeah it's like I mean, I don't know what kind of stereotype my degree would have. Quite, I would imagine like quite hipstery, but that's just. I would say that's more film than TV. Mm, I I feel like, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, we do get Starbucks. (laughs) We are basic bitches too, but like, I would say that I definitely wouldn't say that we were hipsterish. I would say nerdy, kinda. There's a lot of Doctor Who fans in my degree. Oh, I approve. Yeah, there's a lot of Doctor Doctor Who gets dragged up quite a lot, actually. Um, yeah. But, like, the lecturers, like, that we have, they're all, like, still working in TV while teaching. Which is oh, something okay. that's really cool. So, like, they know what they're talking about. And all of our lecturers are being published as well, which is the most impressive thing. That's it's really cool, because, like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, what did you... It's like, <laughs> there was one. <laughs> she brought up... She assigns us reading, but what she does is she gets, like, four people to read an extra article. So it's like... And it'll be, yeah. like, four different articles that they'll have to read. And one of them was hers. <laughs> yeah. And it was like... Yeah, it was really weird. And another one was, like, another yeah. lecturer... And it's like, mm. one of the lecturers was, I think he was writing, I don't know if he was writing academic stuff or if he was writing a book. He was definitely writing something about, like, second screen. And, yeah, okay. like, conveniently there was, like, a question that popped up that was about second screen and I wrote about it and I was like, I swear to God, <laughs> if that crops up in yeah. his book. But, um, yep. I mean, it wouldn't bother me, actually, as long as I got accreditation. Yeah. He's like our lecturers mm. are really supportive about like new technology, whereas like I feel like some lecturers aren't really as supportive of it. Whereas like they're really enthusiastic yeah. about like YouTube and they're wanting us to set up our own YouTube channel and they've assigned me like to be the head of it and everything. And it's all getting the go ahead. Mm. And then we have this other lecturer, she's like really cool as well. She she actually, she's dyslexic, and um, yeah. it's really nice to see that someone with dyslexia can teach, because like that's always like a route that I would be interested in taking. It's nice to know that I will be able to, because I've seen it happen, kind of thing. 
and I've rambled on for like five minutes straight, and I do apologise. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It gave you the longer episode that we yeah, wanted. Yeah, just the longer episode of me talking, people will switch off halfway through. Yeah, well, but yeah, and I, th- I don't really think that uh, there's not much more I wanted to really uh, say in regards to that. And obviously, if anyone feel for you can always. Uh, tweet either the podcast uh, at gwbpod, email the podcast at gwbpodcast at gmail.com or get in touch with others personally if you're in a position of like, oh I'm about to go off to uni or whatever and I'm really panicking, what do I do what do I do? And we will we will find some time to talk yeah. to you um, but yeah that probably wraps it up for this week so yeah remember you can find us on YouTube by email, you can also find us, we have a Discord there'll be a link to that uh, on the release notes, you can also find us on Snapchat at gwbteam385 uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at another GMG blog. Uh, you can find my blog at nickpjenkins25.wordpress.com and you can find me on PSN as mouthful underscore fate497. Dapper, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at gaspag. <laughs> I'm kidding. At Dapper Paperbag. And yeah, you can just Google me for like my YouTube stuff. Yep. That's good of you. But yeah, I think... Thank you. I just want to say thank you very much to our listeners. I, Although I hope that you would actually send us some stuff next week because it's always more fun when you guys get involved and make us do normally quite embarrassing things (laughs) but that's just how things are and i suppose we will see you next week bye bye bye